Oh, my Lord, we're back. Hey, kids, it's me, Kevin Smith. And I'm Mark Bernard. And welcome to Fat Man Beyond, man, with Mark and Kevin. How are you? Uh, or this week, Mark and Pugsley. As you can see, I'm wearing <laughs> most Pugsley, sh Pugsley shirt I can. I know Wednesday took off, so I'm trying to make Pugsley happen. Wheel it into, into being. Exactly, man. Um, how how are you, kids? Uh, long time no see. Um, stories to tell, but for another time. But uh, I can say this. This is the first uh, Fat Man Beyond that I've done not stoned. <laughs> so I am present. I, I quit, <laughs> quit smoking weed. It, it was five weeks yesterday. So I am I'm crisp and very here, kids. Very alert. Welcome aboard. Is this what the show's like? <laughs> what the what the fuck? What have we been doing for these 10 years? <laughs> My God, it was so much easier and more fun when I was stoned. <laughs> um, I uh to start us off the right way, I uh went to a cardiologist appointment. Today. I saw my cardiologist uh because I just passed the five-year anniversary of the heart attack. And uh they did like they put me on a treadmill and shit like that, and uh then put you know, jizz on me and did an ultrasound on my fucking heart and stuff. Is that what we're calling it now? Uh, he said at one point he handed me a bunch of paper ties that clean yourself. I felt very dirty. But, uh, that's the same way they do ultrasound on a lady's belly. That's what mm. they my heart. And the heart is doing well. And, the, and the, you know, the, I was like, how do I do? And he's like, you got to talk to your doctor. And I did like three minutes later. And he was like, you have no blockage whatsoever. I was like, outstanding now that could go hand in hand with the fact that i am um at my adult thinnest uh i weigh 180 pounds mark which when i was a senior in high school i weighed 185 pounds so i'm beating that 17 year old kevin smith at age 52 at least weight wise fantastic good for uh, you down down in weight no weed no fun <laughs> but still alive which apparently could be a good thing depending on who you ask um how you been captain uh i'm doing well man it's 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 a busy season here in the in the bernardin household um work is going well on the thing that you and i are doing together that we still can't talk about um, can we not talk about it like i have no idea like i you invited me on this good ship lollipop and i don't know what the rules are I'm here. I don't know if we could say who we're working for, but the production company, because I remember they announced this like a long time ago. There was an article. Mm. Um, uh, we've been working with the folks at Wild Brain, um, putting together 10 episodes of a Green Hornet cartoon, kids. That's what me and Mark have been working on. Um, it's fun as fuck. The animation is fucking phenomenal it's like that pixar shit it ain't 2d it's it's like they took a 2d drawing and, and blew it up <laughs> and so all the characters look like balloons um so we've been working on that can't say who it's potentially for mm -hmm. um but you know once we hand in our scripts which is what the end of march or whatever i think so we're getting close uh then we'll know whether or not the people who paid for the scripts want to move forward with the show. Knock wood. I, I truly hope uh, they do. I think we've done something really cool with it. Uh, 
So that's what we've been working on together. Are you working on secret stuff that you haven't talked about? Um, I'm working on a little bit of secret stuff. I'm in the, in the, like, I'm in the phase where my agents and managers will send me, uh, things to consider. Right. Like, Hey, do you want to take a swing at this book? Read this book. You want to read this comic book? Do you want to read this magazine article? Do you want to oh, read- I thought I thought you meant things consider like, hey, would you like you know to go buy, suck a dick, and you're like consider, <laughs> <laughs> consider tasteful pass. <laughs> They're like, but you did say tasteful. Oh, oh, in there. Son of a bitch. Um, you're talking so- work. People are handing you books and shit, and being like, you want to take a crack at this? You want to take a crack at this? Do, do you spark to this? Does it? Do you have a take on this? And so it's been a lot of reading stuff giving thoughts on stuff um, and then having the people who own it decide if they want that version of it. Um, you know, and it's, it's always this weird dance of they're trying to be nice in offering it to you. You're trying to be nice in responding to them and whatever you respond may or may not be what they want anyway. And so like it's, it's, it can be futile work. It's free work at the moment, but you know, some of the stuff is fun. Some of the stuff is kind of cool. Um I'm supervising another writer who's working on a, on a pilot. So that's fun. And it's been film festival season, man. Like we had our first film festival premiere of Splinter. Get out of um, here. When did that happen? And we where? did. And it was at the Pan-African Film Festival um, a couple of weeks ago here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, the 33rd annual Pan-African Film Festival started by, among other people, Danny Glover to help uh, expand the diaspora and, and, and open his arms to everything that, um, that black filmmakers were doing from all over the world. And, uh, and Splinter, given that I'm a black filmmaker, um, made it a, that was Wait, a world premiere. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole thing. <laughs> we, we how was it? How was, so how was it? Um, it was, it was a really interesting experience because I've, I've screened it for the cast and crew. So I know how, you know, they feel about it. And I'm also sure that some of the crew never read the script. So I think some of that was a surprise to them. It's like, oh, that's what you were doing. Okay, that's cool. Um, But these were the first strangers who ever saw it. And so, like, the jokes that are there worked. You know, there were oohs and ahs where there's supposed to be oohs and ahs. You know, there was applause that felt genuine by the end of it. Um, There were good questions at the Q&As on the backside. Um. It was a really, it's a humbling experience, as I'm sure you well know, of, you know, putting art into the world and, and letting randos, um, and in some cases, not randos, a couple of LA-based um, Kickstarter backers came to the, to the, to the Pan-African Film Festival screening. So they got to see it before the other Kickstarter backers have, um, which, and I'm sorry, everybody, I'm sorry, 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 but because of the politics of the film festival circuit, um, the, the, they frown on films having been digitally distributed ever. Um, and so that's the reason why we're withholding the print from the backers simply to give us a better chance at getting into film festivals, which is working because now we just got accepted into the Overlook Film Festival, which is a genre-based, mostly horror um, film festival in New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, the end of March, beginning of April. So I'm gonna be going down there with some members of the cast and the crew and. We're gonna have a good ass fucking time in the Big Easy showing our silly little thriller short. Check you out, man. So is that why you fucking shaved? Because you have to go to film festivals? <laughs> I I shaved because I was trying to be a good boy and uh, and uh, experience the joys and wonders of Manscaped's newest uh, product, 
What a segue. What mm. an amazing segue. Kids, uh, as always, we don't come to you unless somebody comes to us and says, here's money. So the good folks uh, at Manscaped will be tonight's sponsor, man. We all love the good folks at Manscaped. Uh, they've been back in this show since, oh, way back in the day. And very exciting news, as Mark has indicated with his freshly shorn face, uh, Manscaped now sells beard products. Go figure, man. It ain't just for your balls anymore. Now it's for your beard. And to be fair, they, you know, as Mark pointed out before, you could always use the ball trimmer on the on the head and face, but now it's a product directly for men's grooming, man. Revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, that technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look, man, uh, a.k.a. this, or in Mark's case, you just take it all the fuck off. Now you can finally <laughs> use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code FATMAN20, all one word, for 20% off and free shipping, man. Uh, tell us how the Beard Hedger works, Mark. Well, I'll tell you, man, it's, it all starts with the beard hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons and clips and shit. That's right. Face grooming doesn't get need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. And that's what happened to me because I expected, I'm like, oh, look, it's a fucking dial. And I'll go to the lowest one. How low could that actually be? And when I used it, it was skin. Was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, this is how we're doing this now. Okay, good to know. Pac uh, committed to the, to the fucking Brazilian smoothie. You're open for like, a landing strip, but look at you, all Brazilian. I was hoping for a little fucking, you know, Crockett and Tubbs, and instead I just got bald eagle. Uh, is it uh, a device that can be used in the shower, Mark? Is it waterproof? It, it, you know, all reports uh, indicate Yes, it is indeed waterproof, so you can shower in the shade. You can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. Titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency, and it brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. And titanium, kids, is the real-world vibranium. Very much is, and they're putting that shit on fucking razors you could buy from Manscaped, you guys. It's nuts. Wolvie uh, tech. First, uh, there is the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head if you got any left. Mm. Uh, that's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specifically designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Overall beard health, man. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory, man. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. Mm. Uh, the oil re relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine. I wish I could take copy, uh, take credit for the rhyme, but that's right in the copy. <laughs> uh, cap off the kit with the Beard Balm, B-A-L-M, B-O-M-B, mm. a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellow's or dames, man. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts. A beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Kids, what are you waiting for? You want to get 20% off and free shipping? 
You go to manscaped.com with the code FATMAN2020, all one word, and you're going to get 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code FATMAN20 so they know we sent you. Mm. Manscaped's beard hedger, man. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. It's a lot of math. I didn't realize we'd be doing so much math tonight. But okay. I love those fucking Manscaped folks, man. They're they're doing yeah. the Lord's work. And this is this is a powerful tool, you guys. Like, do, do not wield lightly the 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 Badger Hedger Pro kit, whatever they're gonna call it, because it's it's a lightsaber for your face. And you know, do not can do you not just go willy that in the copy? It's a lightsaber for your face. It's, quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty damn great copy right there. It's an elegant tool from a more civilized age. <laughs> um, folks, uh, we thank the good people at Manscaped for sponsoring this year episode of Fat Man Beyond. Uh, visit them. And now it ain't just for your balls anymore, man. You don't have to be all about your nuts to use Manscaped. Now you can just... Go all Bernard and smooth and shit. Okay. I mean, I don't know how long I'm going to keep it this way because my face still feels weird. Like it's drafty. I feel like it's exposed. <laughs> you are. You're so naked. You're so. Yeah. It's like, wow. I feel no like, shield whatsoever, man. You're just. Uh-uh. Like the food just falls right off my face. There ain't no beard no, to catch it. I mean, There's nothing. Um, so I'm, de- I'm debating whether or not I'm going to keep it shorn for the Ides of Mark, my friend. Oh, my God. What a great. You're the king of the segue tonight, kids. Um, I'm in Los Angeles at the moment, but I uh, am uh, in Jersey uh, a lot lately uh, over at Smod Castle Cinemas in Atlantic Highlands. And um, we have uh, a bunch of stuff uh, coming up, man. Uh, Saturday night. um, Where am I? Oh, I'm in uh, Astronomicon in Detroit. But Saturday night in New York City. Are you on the East Coast? Are you New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania? Um, our good friend, Dr. Josh Rausch, is showing wrong reasons at Cinema Village. Um, I, it's the end of his tour. He's been touring the movie uh, by himself, up and down and whatnot, DIY style. Uh, he made it with a crew of five people, and he's touring it with a crew of, of one himself, man. So go support some indie film. Uh, it's New York City on March 4th, 11 p.m., at Cinema Village, uh, tickets at finecatodin.com. Uh, meanwhile, I'll be in Detroit. I, unfortunately, I wish I was there for the screening, final screening. Uh, I'm going to be in Detroit at Astronomicon, if you're in the Detroit area. Not Detroit, but near Detroit. Uh, however, the next day, March 5th, I'm back in New Jersey, and we're doing Fat Man on Batman, the film series that I do there, and we're showing Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, right, right. And afterwards, I'll get up, chit chat about it and stuff. Uh, the uh, the good folks at Warner Brothers, uh, we wanted to do uh, Batman Returns because mm. we did, you know, Batman not too long ago, months ago. But because of the Flash movie coming up, Warner Brothers has put a fucking cease, not cease and desist, but they're like, you can't do michael keaton batman they're saving it for like june i guess so but they were goodly enough to be like you can do mask of the phantasm so oh my lord watching that on the big screen uh, i didn't even start promoting it we already sold like 50 tickets so people people want to see old shit on the big screen man i it's trust me as a guy who owns a movie theater and stuff i got all sorts of data now about what people want to watch we had avatar first week man 12 people in the seven o'clock show we showed the muppet movie 
last month, 190 people mm-hmm. came to watch the Muppet movie. And I think that has probably a lot to do with A, who doesn't love the Muppet movie? But B, everyone's like drowning in content right now. There was a sketch on SNL a couple of weeks ago where they were doing this movie game show and they asked them questions about recent movies and nobody knew shit. Like, you know, you could ask all the 80s, 90s, 2000s movies, but currently there's just so much content that nothing is becoming somebody's fave or something like that, it seems. Um, (laughs) However, the old stuff never dies. So Muppet Movie, Mask of the Phantasm, and the films that we'll be playing during the Ides of Mark. As of March 15th, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Ides of Mark, March. And uh, for that, we're celebrating with... Uh, Mr. Mark Bernard here for uh, the Ides of Mark at Spot Castle Cinemas. Now, what does that mean? That means Mark's curated three films that he's going to show. Uh, the first night is March 15th as a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we're showing uh, Dune. Yes. Dune. The David Lynch Dune. The David Lynch Dune. Not that froofy new uh, Dune by uh, Denis Villeneuve. We're talking about the old school all I see is an Atreides I want to kill. Uh, you know, Sting in a in a, a plastic bikini. I will kill him. Yes. Uh, Maud Deeb, my name is a killing word. Yeah, man, we're going deep. One of the movies that me and Mark always talk about on this show. So Mark chose that for the beginning of Ides of Mark. That's the March 15th. Yep, Take 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. Tickets at smodcastlecinemas.com. And then afterwards, we'll chit-chat about it. Yeah. Um, March 16th, we're doing uh, Streets of Fire, another Mark Chosen flick. Uh, this is a wonderful musical. If you've never seen it, uh, Ellen Aim and the Attackers, uh, a young Diane uh, Lane, right? Yeah. Is that her last name? Yeah. Not uh, lad. That's a different woman. That's a different woman <laughs> altogether. Um, uh, with a, a young um, Amy Madigan, is that her name? Yeah, it's uh, Willem Dafoe's on screen debut. That's right. Willem Dafoe being the first time he ever played a villain. And I guess it is his on-screen debut. Yeah, his first time ever. Full of music. Rick Rick Moranis in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. What's the guy's name? Michael Paré, right? Michael Paré is the lead. We love this movie, man. This is a movie of the 80s that we absolutely adored. MTV pushed this movie fucking so hard this summer it came out. Yeah. Directed I've never movie. seen it on the big screen. Are you shitting me? Yeah. I only ever saw it on VHS. Oh, this is awesome. What a great opportunity. Kids, come on out. March 16th, Walter Hill's uh, Streets of Fire, playing at Smog Castle Cinemas, part of the Ides of Mark. And then Friday night, the 17th, which is also St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? It is. Um, we are showing two, count them, two things that night. One is a movie and the other is a damn show. First up, Flash Gordon, kids. The original Marvel movie, even though he wasn't a Marvel <laughs> character. But very bright, very poppy, disappointed millions <laughs> this is lost a movie millions. That, you know, lost millions of dollars dino de Laurentiis at his work um this is a, a all-time classic for those of us who uh grew up in that era um so we're showing that at what like six or seven or something that's at five at five and Where then changed too um and then it might have changed a little bit later because then after that kids mm. we're doing uh fat man beyond for the very first time at Smod Castle uh, Cinemas. We did it once, like, zooming Mark in at the old Smod Castle. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be there, right there on stage, man. Have you ever wanted to be in the room 
while this was happening. And we're not at, you know, the scum and villainy cantina. Those on the West Coast have been able to see us in person close enough to throw a rolled up tissue out and shatter our noses. Well, now you're going to have the chance to do the same thing on the East Coast, man, at Smod Castle Cinemas uh, on March 17th. That will close out the Ides of Mark. And then on March 18th, Mark's going to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, a 26-year-old brick-and-mortar comic book store in Red Bank, New Jersey, where yeah. he's going to be doing a signing of Adora and the Distance. Indeed. And whatever else uh, Mike Zapsik has been able to, to harvest from the ethers. But we're, we're there for Adora. We're there for whatever. Bring whatever you want me to sign, I'll sign it. I think that's from 12 to 3, kids. So the Ides of Mark are upon us. And if, you know, you're an East Coaster who's like, Man, I never get any fucking Bernardin sent my way. Oh, you're about to get it, man. Do we have that artwork, Banff man? Is there an artwork? Did I send you artwork to send a, to put up? It's a really nice piece, of course, done by uh, our very own Dark Neighbor. It's Banff man, everybody. Which? Oh yeah, Ides of Mark. Here we are. Look at that. Look at it. Look at it. And all his Greco-Roman glory. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Pluto from Animal House. Uh, kids, that's a movie that came out in the 70s. Um, look at it. Look at the lineup. Dune, Streets of Fire, Flash Gordon, and then Fat Man Beyond after Flash Gordon on Friday night. Uh, uh, tickets, if they're not already up at smodcastlecinemas.com, that's the website. They're going to be up very, very soon. So if you're on the East Coast and you're like, I want in on some of this action, I'm going to run through it again. New York City, March 4th, 11 p.m., Cinema Village. Wrong reasons with Josh Roush, man. Tickets are like five bucks, for heaven's sakes. Go support indie film, please. Especially if like, you're in New York, you go to one of them damn film schools. See how a damn film is made, for heaven's sakes. Uh, then March 5th, uh, Fat Man Beyond series at uh, Smodcast Cinemas, and we're showing Mask of the Phantasm. Then you got a few days off to work so you can earn enough money to come back for the Ides of Mark, man, which is uh, March 15th, 16th, 17th, and then Fat Man Beyond on 17th as well that night. <laughs> and then Mark's going to be at uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash on Saturday from 12 till 3 or whatever, uh, signing Adora, signing other books he's working on, signing your dick if you pull it out and stretch it long enough. He's that yeah. guy. Fuck yeah. If you got Fuck a Sharpie, you. I'll sign it. Um, um, what else going on? We got. I know I got uh, Clerks... Um, open all night is coming up on the 10th, but I believe that's all sold out at this point. Then we have a premiere for a movie that Shelley, the first Shelley Duvall movie in a long time called Forest mm. Hills. Uh, there's a, a show of uh, there's a movie coming up this week directed by Tommy Avalone at Smodcastle called I Love You, You Hate Me. It's a Barney documentary. Wow, um, yeah, it's pretty hot, man. So we're gonna be showing that if you're in indie film. Come on down, kids, to Smod Castle Cinemas. Ask for for Kev, and they'll be like, he lives upstairs. Uh, come see the <laughs> flicks with us. Uh, and I think that's all we have to promote. Am I right, JC, or did I forget something? Uh, I, think, I gave away a secret identity. Shit, sorry. I think that's everything. That's everything, kids. There it is, man. So many opportunities to see movies uh, on the East Coast, man. Uh, wrong reasons at Cinema Village on Sunday, the fourth, at eleven o'clock. Everything that's happening at Smod Castle Cinemas, including Mask of the Phantasm on the fifth, The Ides of Mark on the fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. 
Uh, and then I'm back in Los Angeles on March 18th for another uh, um, Hollywood Babylon, which we just did the other night for my heart attack anniversary show. So I'm going to be, this is me going back and forth across the country. You're going to be fucking George Clooney and up in the air, just getting that million miler bonus where they just welcome to your private suite, sir. I have always wanted to be Mark. <laughs> always wanted to be uh, fucking Clooney in uh, up in up in the air. You know, really, I've always wanted to be Clooney in in uh, out of sight. Ooh, that's good, Clooney. That's oh, such good, Clooney. Um, but up in the air, really good too. Jason Reitman's supposed to come to the theater uh, and show a flick, so maybe he'll show that. Maybe uh, he eventually comes because that was his flick. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, enough about movies. You can come see. Let's talk about movies that you didn't go see. <laughs> uh, all I've seen, I've been preoccupied, so I have not, believe it or not, I have not seen Quantumania. I wanted to, but I was at a place. So I'm going to be going to see it probably tomorrow, and it sounds like I'm going to be there by myself. Uh, this movie opened very big, over $100 million, greatest of the three Ant-Man openings. Indeed. Uh, first $100 million plus grocer of 2023 if what i remember correctly is true uh and then it had the dubious distinction of being the highest drop in a second week for a marvel movie in history for a while it was number two i think it's now number one they dropped by 69 percent or something yeah. like that. cocaine bear almost beat it cocaine bear directed by elizabeth banks of, of zach and mary and charlie's angels fame and you know the movie where the Girls sing a lot. Pitch perfect as well. <laughs> um, everyone I know who saw co Cocaine Bear like dug it, like really dug it. I mean, it is. It seems to be exactly what they promised it would be, and and you can. It's hard to go wrong delivering what you you said you deliver. In a world where Cocaine Bear is earning money, Moose Jaws has a future, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, we didn't see either of those movies, and I still didn't see Ant Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania. But one of us did. One of us saw it and was so outraged, he shaved off all of his facial hair. Yes, my beard <laughs> is in the quantum realm. Uh, uh, okay, what... Now, let's let's just throw out spoilers and shit, um, but it feels like anyone who wanted to go has gone around. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, like it, and it's made, you know, like, again, Marvel is not crying poverty. It's already made $363.2 million worldwide. What a failure. It's, I mean. Give me that be. kind of failure. I was out there touring fucking Clerks 3 for four months. We didn't come close to that. So I want some of that. I want to be a Marvel loser. Fuck. I mean, it's 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 a good, nice work if you can get it. Um, Listen, it is, uh, I sat there, I went to the Chinese on uh, on opening night. You know, got my fucking big ticket. one or the Chinese six? The big one, like the fucking. What do you big mean house. the one where the one where my handprints and footprints are right outside? Indeed, I went. I went and just fucking rubbed my ass on Kevin Smith's hands in the forecourt. Why didn't you just rub your hands in Kevin Smith's hands? Why'd you have to pull your ass out? Because <laughs> that's the <laughs> love I have for reasons. <laughs> Wait, so you went in and you were like. Yeah, fucking, you were Homer Simpson holding the mid-season flag. You were like, couldn't wait. Well, it's 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 the kickoff of, of phase five, right? Like this is the beginning of the Kang dynasty. This is we're being introduced to the big bad for the next, you know, however many Marvel movies. 
Um, I'm a fan of Jonathan Majors. I think he's a fantastic actor. And so like, and, and I love, I love the first Ant-Man quite a bit, you know, like, because it's, the stakes are small. It's a guy trying to get his, his daughter to spend some time with him. He's got to do a heist. That's what he does. He's a fucking, he's a, he's a second story man. That's his gift. And so by the time you get to Ant-Man 3, he's not a thief anymore. He's not being asked to steal anything. It's still a little bit about a father who's at, lo- at a loss with his daughter, who, again, the blip happened. And so he spent five years away from, from Cassie Lang. And so he's returned and, you know, wants to get some of that time back. And in the interim, his daughter has gotten a little rebellious and she finds herself in jail because she's, you know, teenager. She's the standard bag of teenage ticks that you, you give a kid in a movie like this. And, but she's, she's brilliant, but stupid in the same way that Tony Stark is occasionally stupid and that she builds a machine that nobody has to build that can send a signal to the quantum realm and that somehow also sucks them into it. And by them, I mean, everybody, I mean, her, her dad, Hope Van Dyne, Hank Van Dyne and Janet Van Dyne. Everybody's back into the fucking tubes. Hank Pym. Hank Pym, my dad. Hank Van Dyne. <laughs> Anywho. Um, and so then they're down in the quantum realm where everything is small. And so, all right, sure. What's the, I, I've never understood what the big deal with the quantum realm was. And of course, not to spoil too much that's already in the trailers, but Kang is also down in the quantum realm. Kang, who uh, had been exiled by the other Kangs, because apparently he's the worst Kang, um, has been trying to escape the quantum realm and then go back to, I guess, the big boy pants part of the, the galaxy. Um, but when Janet was there with him for 20 years, that's what she was doing while she was lost in the quantum realm. Um, she, wait, what was she doing? Him? Well, um, the movie would like you to believe that she was just kind of friends with him. Not at all fucking Jonathan Majors for 20 years, but instead fucking Bill Murray for 20 years. Um, at least on and off for those 20 years. Um, but you know, they, he had a a machine that could let them escape the quantum realm and she was helping him build it and helping him, um, repair it until she had a vision that showed exactly who he was. And so she scuttled the power source of this machine and, and then was willing to live down there in prison as long as he never escaped. And then she comes back, um, because Ant-Man 2, um, it's just a mess really kind of the whole movie um some of it because they split the characters off they split um they split scott and cassie off from the other three um and so scott and cassie are just kind of like banging around the quantum realm running into the people who live there deciding to get involved in rebellions against kang who seems to be a despot of small origins um and is 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 oppressing the people and cassie wants to be a freedom fighter and and Scott doesn't because he just wants to save his daughter and it's a bunch of who cares. Um, is Wasp in it at all? Um, Wasp is kind of in it, um, but she's part of the other crew, which is Hank and Hope and Janet, who knows exactly what's going on. She's deathly afraid to run into Kang again. And for a minute, it's an interesting movie because it's, oh, hey, remember when you, it's a prison movie, right? Remember when you were in jail for 20 years and you've never told us what happened to you in jail? Now we have to go back to your jail. And so now it's, you know, a woman who's been keeping secrets, being forced to confront them with the people she was keeping secrets from. 
Um, and so like, that's sure we could do that. That's not bad. Has nothing to do with Ant-Man at all. Like has nothing to do with Scott Lang, but it's entirely to do with Janet and Hope and Hank. Um, and then you meet Kang who's like, Brian, which Brian Hall and chat has called kiss, kiss, Kang, Kang, <laughs> kiss, kiss, Kang, Kang. I likes it a lot. So you meet yeah. Kang and how badass is he? I mean, he's, he's pretty like, he's sinewy, right? He's seductive. Like you get what at the very least Janet saw in him. He's a trickster. Um, and then when he reveals the the truth of him, which is like, I'm, I'm a conqueror. That's what I do. Um, and that's why everybody, the rest of the Kang continuum, um, buried me here, exiled me here because they don't want me to be who I am, but I, Oh, Hey, but I've got to get out. And so the last half of the movie is about how, you know, how do we, how do we resuscitate Kang's magic, um, spaceship that'll let him escape from the quantum realm. And so he captures Cassie and forces Scott to steal it, except Scott, it's not a thing to steal. It's a thing you got to repair. And it's, uh, and there's a Modoc. There's a Modoc. I'm, I'm acting surprised as if I didn't know that. Um, right. There's a Modoc, and it's Darren. Yeah, it's, it's from the, the villain from the first Ant Man, right? The guy right. Corey Stoll. Yeah. Um, which, like, it's a big swing. Like, I give him all the credit in the world for the big swing in Modoc. Um, but like, it doesn't go anywhere, really. Like, it doesn't. It, it it's not anybody's story. The movie is not anybody's story. Even Ant-Man's? Because his name's in the title. It's barely a mystery. Like, there's the one bit in the trailer. There's two bits in the trailers that uh, that never actually function as as story that are actually fascinating. One of them was, Scott, would you like to get the time with your daughter back? I can give that to you. And you're like, oh, all right. So if this is going to be a movie about Kang offering Scott Lang the chance to have those five years that he missed with his kid back. That's a good hook. That's a good way to, to morally compromise your hero. They never do that. I feel like that's a line that was in the trailer that never made the movie. And then the other one is, you know, it's like, oh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, haven't I killed you before? That's not like, in the movie? It's in the movie, but it doesn't do anything. Like there's, there's never a real sense that there's any connection between your villain and your hero because there isn't like, Scott's never met that dude before. That dude doesn't give a shit about Scott Lang. Like, there's nothing happening between them. So, and it's it's a bad guy who's not bad to anybody except the betrodden peoples of the quantum realm, who we don't care about because who cares about? So it's just, I don't know who the movie's about. I'm not sure who the movie is for, other than to help introduce who's going to be the big bad guy, who's probably in the wrong movie. Because it's not... You know, it's a multiverse. It's the variants. It's all that shit. And Ant-Man has nothing to do with multiverses. There was two other movies that just came out that were all about multiverses, where you probably could have put a Kang in it and had it make some sense. You know, there was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which has its own rules of multiverses. And then there's No Way Home, the Spider-Man movie, which has a completely different rule of multiverses. And then there's this one, which has its yet another rule of multiverses that the audience is somehow supposed to get a sense of and yet they don't know amongst themselves how to make these things reconcile with each other. It's, um, it's just a weird movie because it's the first one of these that felt, you know, driven by a, a, a desire to set something up for movies coming after this, you know, like it's, it's, it's the first one that feels that craven about it. 
I mean, of course, they've all been building planks in the ship to lead you from phase to phase to phase to phase. You know, the first three phases were leading you towards, uh, you know, Thanos. But Thanos was a character who you could kind of wrap your hands around. You knew what he wanted. I don't know what Kang wants. And the fact that every Kang you meet is a different Kang that you can dispatch or kill, and then there's more Kangs to replace him. I don't know what the next Kang wants. So why did I waste time with this Kang if he's, spoiler, not going to survive the movie? But in case you didn't know, there's a, there's a credit sequence where you meet like a bowl of Kangs, each one crazier than the next. But are they my bad guy? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't I, get it. I feel like... Uh, I feel like... Um, I'm, st- I'm definitely still going to see the movie. But um, I don't know. My bar is much lower than most people's. So I might enjoy it. Yeah, I mean... Like, I, I went with people who were like, hey, you know what? That wasn't like the worst move I've ever seen. Parts of that are kind of fun, but it's very much, you know, sound and fury signifying nothing. And this is the kickoff of phase five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just think like Ant-Man as a character, his story is kind of done. You know, what more is there to say about Scott Lang? Not very much, honestly. You know, so whereas... I'm here for Guardians 3 because it seems like James Gunn very much has the final story for his Guardians, for his last Marvel movie. You know, he knows how he wants to send them off, be it Blaze of Glory or not. Um, But Scott just, it feels like a placeholder. Like it could have been, that could have been a Shang-Chi movie, you know, easily. Because he's got apparently his fucking gauntlets, his, the 10 rings are from the quantum realm. So if you told me that like, Okay, so the Ten Rings might be the way that Kang wants to get out of the quantum realm. And so he's got to pull fucking Shang-Chi in so that he can use his rings to escape. Got it. Done. But Scott Lang, he's just a guy. And if you're not going to make the movie about him being just a guy, and he's not even in most of the movie, it's just it's 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 a it's a litany of odd choices that I just didn't understand as they were unspooling before me. But did um so spoilers does I was I saw a few articles before the movie came out that talked about like that hinted at Ant-Man dying. Yeah, no, he doesn't do that. Now there, there's there's 100 percent a moment where he could, and it actually was kind of cool that you thought that, that he might. I think they I think they I think they reshot. I mean, a lot of people online talking about how like they reshot the ending. I don't know. Yeah, because there's and the lines in the trailer. It's a great one where it's like, I don't have to win. You know, we just both have to lose, you know, and then to give Scott Lang a real kind of tragic. Here's me showing what a normal guy can be as a hero. I'm going to sacrifice myself to save everybody, except they don't do that. Because I guess maybe it tested poorly. Maybe they just didn't want it to be a downer. So instead, like, oh, yeah, no, everything's fine. Everybody gets to go home. It's okay. Um, chat is on fire with uh, a series of 
Kang references. Uh, Russell Cook put up one of my favorites, Kangs of New York. <laughs> nice. Nice, um, nice, nice. The kid, uh, his kid Cassie, I guess she's being set up for Young Avengers or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's, you know, everything feels like it's a setup for the next thing. You know, I mean, and, and the Young Avengers sort of chess pieces are definitely being put into place, you know, in addition to, and if they do what they did with Iron Lad and the comic books, it's a phenomenal, fantastic way to, 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 to see that story. Um, and I'm not going to spoil that because that would just be the dickish, the, the dickest of dick moves. Um, but it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, man, I don't, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, I've seen, I was telling, I was telling Batman before we rolled, that I've seen every Marvel movie with the exception perhaps of Black Widow um, more than once. Um, but I don't think this is one I'll ever really revisit um, because I think I've, I've gotten everything there is to get out of it, you know, including like, and William Jackson Harper, who I love to death, who was cheating on the good place. Um, who was always my pick for Reed Richards um, is in the MCU, but kind of completely wasted as a guy who can just kind of like read and tell if you're lying or not. Um, our man, Dave Dismalchin is back in an Ant-Man movie, even though his character, um, I'm pretty sure did, did he die in Ant-Man 2 or not? They didn't, I don't think they died, but I think they, they, uh, well, they didn't bring, and Michael, Michael Pena. Come back. Michael Pena didn't come back. I don't think T.I. came back. But um, but yeah, Desmalchin is back as a as a alien named Veb, um, who's actually very funny. Like there's there's some funny stuff in the margins because like Peyton Reed knows how to direct comedy. And you know, sometimes there's a there's a really good reaction shot of Paul Rudd, who spends most of the movie running away from stuff until he gets big and starts running towards stuff. <laughs> <laughs> poster <laughs> that'll sell it that'll sell it um so yeah i uh i look forward to to hearing your thoughts after you see it um, uh, i will definitely be seeing it and i'll definitely talk about it uh on the next episode um but that is uh you know it's i'm not gonna say like how disappointing to hear because it's everywhere like uh, it's very rarely do you see somebody standing up for this this movie um but you know fucking i i ain't missed a marvel yet i'm not about to start with this uh, no no i mean but but i think like we we are the ones they always had right and what that what they did for so long so well was turn everybody into us like you can't miss one of these you got to see everyone whether whether you think you're going to care or not like until endgame like they had everyone but I don't know if they do anymore. Clearly, looking at the box office grosses for this, they don't. Um, I saw an article where they were trying to like... Um, the Sugar no, Hill Kang. Yes, <laughs> there have been so many, man. Uh, Moonrise Kangdom. <laughs> uh, Wu-Tang Kang. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, the chat's on fire. Um, I... Um, I, you know, I don't, the articles I've seen talked about like the box office. Number one, it's it opened higher than any of the other Ant Man's. 
Mm-hmm. And it opened, you know, three, seven figures or whatever, how many figures it opened to over a hundred million bucks, which would have been unheard of for an Ant-Man movie. Um, so, and as Mark pointed out earlier, movie's going to make like, it's right now up to 364 million. It'll probably top off between five, 600 million on a budget of 200 million. So, you know, they're, they're not hurting. Marvel certainly still doing better than most at the box office but you're right for a while they had everybody like not just the people who are like i'm seeing this no matter what they had people who were like what is what is what's an iron man well i don't care i love iron man um it's uh i wonder what happens from here though i mean we know the next marvel movie is guardians 3 and there's no way that james gunn drops the ball especially with the third outing and the final outing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure they can write their ship if it was indeed at all knocked off course. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that, that, that it does just kind of show that even though they always say it's easier to destroy it than it is to create, creating in this regard was the quote unquote easy part, building the MCU, building towards Endgame, Like, yeah, we have a trajectory, we have a path, we know where we're going, we know what the bad guy is, we know how to build to that, we know how to give everybody their moment in the sun, and then bring it all home. Sustaining is the harder part. Like, how to keep going after that, how to keep, you know, just, all right, we got to we gotta figure out who the new version of these heroes are. Who, who are we going to care about? Who is an audience going to come and root for? Because we don't have Downey anymore, we don't have Evans anymore, Thor has been in for these, who knows how many more we're going to get of him. Chris Pratt's about to go, you know, into the sunset with Guardians 3. Like, who are our rallying characters that an audience is going to lean on? And I don't know who they are. And I don't know who their bad guy is, aside from, you know, it's going to be Kang, but which version of Kang? Also, like, in terms of, you know, everyone naturally, everyone wants to compare Kang and Thanos. But correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, Thanos didn't have his own full movie until Infinity War, right? Yeah, I mean, he's... He just popped up in a scene here, a, you know, fucking post credit scene there. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is a movie that sounds like they're, based on what you said, they take their bad guy, who's meant to be the bad guy going forward and meant to be the new Thanos. And, you know, I know we met him in Loki, or a version of him, he mm-hmm. who remains, but... And I know and it sounds like if if you're about the post credit sequence, if there are multiple Kangs, then obviously they can afford to kill them off willy nilly. But I don't, you know, I'm don't obviously I ain't telling the fucking MCU what to do, but I just don't know that I would have. If if we're building toward a Thanos like you know appearance for the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, I just don't know that I would have tipped my hand so soon like play little pieces of them as opposed to you know hey man here's a whole ass kang movie uh, especially yeah. when they had modok up in this bitch yeah yeah i mean i don't know maybe it's one of those like if you have a ferrari you kind of want to drive it and if you have jonathan majors you want to give him shit to do um and you just want to let him run because he's so fucking magnetic he's so talented but like Command C has come up with the woman Kang. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down to see Jonathan Majors as the woman Kang. Jed Barry came up with catch me if you Kang. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dynamite, some bitch, snakes on a Kang. <laughs> They're having a good ass time. How was uh, Modoc in terms of? I, I know who it is, but it's just it's a weird. It's such a weird choice that like the minute he shows up, you're like, are they fucking? They're doing Modoc, okay? They're doing Modoc, but then they kind of give Modoc a story and like a like a little redemption arc, kind of like the last half of the movie becomes very Thor Ragnarok. It becomes very like, all right, we're staging a rebellion against the big evil despot who's keeping all of us down. And here of all this, the little people that Scott and Cassie have met are all going to march on the big capital and we're having a revolution. All of that. And then Modoc goes from being Kang's like faithful henchman to an agent of the revolution. Like he's got a change of heart because Cassie forgives him. Oh, because he tried to kill her as a little girl. Yeah. Yep. So that happens. I, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, man. Like, I'm, it does not dull my interest. I'm. Yeah, I, I can sometimes be the same way. Like, it's not, like, I don't care how bad you tell me cats is. I'm gonna go see me some fucking cats. I have to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I want to see the CGI butthole. Yes. Okay. Give me the asshole cut. Um, wow, man. Well, there it is. Uh, Mark's thoughts on Kang, the movie, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> uh, the Wasp, we get an anti enough Wasp, I guess. For those wondering, uh, Mark, of course, is in the middle of a Merchant Ivory movie. That's what that window <laughs> behind him is. I believe it's the remains of the day you're in, or uh, you know, it could be, it could be Room with a View. Yeah, could, could, that's <laughs> right. It could be Room with a View as well. What is your background? My background is uh, it's it's one of the load screens for the Last of Us video game. Oh, if uh, if you've never played The Last of Us or watched the TV show. Um, windows are a big theme in that game. Um, you know, windows leading to new worlds, windows leading to opportunity, windows signifying regret. Um, windows 95. Windows 95, windows, yeah, windows of the world. Um, and in episode three of, of The Last of Us, um, the great Frank and Bill episode featuring Murray Bartlett and uh, Nick Offerman, um, the very last shot is of a window. Um, much like this, uh, and it's very sad. How is uh, the Last of Us? You've been watching. Now you're a big fan of the video game, and you're I'm a, a massive fan of the video games. Um, and I have been watching. It's it's an interesting process because I know where it's going. Um, but and I'm I'm always curious to see the detours that they take on the way to getting where it's going. Um, some of them are great. Some of them are fantastic. Um, some of them, like this most recent episode which is based entirely on a chapter of the downloadable content um, called Left Behind, which is this just sort of lovely little teenage romance um, between Ellie and this other girl named Riley, where in the middle of, you know, fucking bombed out Boston, they discover a shopping mall um, and they turn all the lights on. And then it becomes this weird amusement park of just these two kids, like kind of playing in the, 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 the debris of a world that's long since gone by. Um, and like, hey, there's a carousel in the middle of it. And hey, there's a toy store. And hey, there's a record shop. And hey, there's... Um, and I think that that 
the issue that I'm having with the, the show, if, if it can even be called an issue, is that in the game, you had 20, 25 hours to spend with your main characters and to watch them get closer together and to watch them go from, from sort of enemies, barely aligned enemies, to really father and daughter. Um, the show has only got nine hours to do that. And it's by compressing that time, it's putting a lot more import on them sort of forcing these two characters together. So given that that's the brief, the time they spend not building that relationship um, is, is curious to me. And so like, yeah, I want to see Joel and Ellie, like Pedro Pascal and, and Bell Ramsey are fantastic. I want to see them learn to love each other. Um, and the more we spend apart from them, the more I'm less interested in it. Because um, we're, we're giving all this love to other characters that are not them. Um, so I just kind of, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, that decision is interesting to me. I'm not saying it's a wrong one. I'm not saying it's a right one. It's just, it's interesting. Uh, Matthew West in chat came up with Austin Zager. That's uh, uh, Harley's boyfriend, who was also in Clerks 3. He was in Scary Stories, Tell in the Dark, whatever Guillermo's produced movie was. Matthew West said Austin Zager is Block Kang Coltrane. His name was Blockchain Coltrane in Clerks 3. It's a deep cuts joke, but if you like Clerks 3, like I do, fuck <laughs> that joke was a goddamn winner. Yeah, I Pitch appreciate man, it. Pitch the Man said Kangaroo Jack. Mm. Black Lamar Kangsman, Kangsman, I dug. That's good. L.A. Kang Fidential. Fisher <laughs> <laughs> Kang. Beverly Hills Kang. Catch me if you Kang. I, I'm here for all the Kang, man. <laughs> Someone put Meg Kang. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> the the Kang, Kang of Marvel. <laughs> Pardons? I mean, come on. That's Deep Cuts Wonderful, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> What uh, what else can we talk about? Um, we have a little bit of news. It's been a, it's been a relatively dry news span, and I, I suppose given the uh, the fact that we are on the precipice of Mandalorian season three, we can always invite. No. That is tonight at midnight. Are you shitting me? March one, it goes live. Look, before we go into that, let's talk about. I know we haven't done it on this show yet. Um, holy fuck, that Flash trailer. Yeah. I've watched that Flash trailer, no lie, easily 200 times already. It is fucking magic. Um, I, uh, I, I cannot wait. I, and, Mark, I don't have to wait. Because mm. as I discussed on uh, Hollywood Babylon last weekend with Ralph, uh, as a owner of a movie theater... That makes me a member of NATO. That's right. National Association of Theater Owners, kids. Nothing to do with the nuclear club. <laughs> and when you're a NATO member, you could go to what used to be called Show West, but is now called CinemaCon. And that's the first place they're going to show the fucking Flash movie in April. Now, as Kevin Smith, filmmaker, filmmaker, I would never be allowed into this fucking thing unless I had something I was presenting at CinemaCon. But as Kevin Smith theater owner, they cannot keep me out, man. So I'm going to be in Vegas for CinemaCon. This little black duck right here. And <laughs> I'm going to be daffy for seeing me some fucking flash way early, man. I'm going to come back to this show. Spoil the fuck out of it. Outstanding. 
Um, Walrus Onion in chat wants us to to sneak in like Little Rascal style, where we get in a giant overcoat. Get, get a couple of us in it? I yeah. I've lost some weight and shit. You're shaved. So I'll be the body. You be the fucking baby face. <laughs> They're like, look at this youngster. <laughs> my movie theater. Um, that fucking trailer has two of my favorite Batman in the world in it. <laughs> um, it's got, you know, fucking a story that looks, you know, I'm, I'm not certainly not going to say it's better than fucking uh, uh, Flashpoint and shit, but they took elements of Flashpoint. They took elements of fucking Frank Miller's Dark Knight Strikes Again, man. Like in terms of the hidden Kryptonian, you know, who's all emaciated until the fucking sun hits and shit like that. Um, and best of all is that's our Batman, bitch. That's Michael Keaton Batman. The only thing cooler than that would have been Adam West Batman. But, you know, we lost Adam West. So <laughs> I can't fucking wait, man. He comes off so, uh, come on. How I mean, I know it happened weeks ago and shit, but how fucking awesome was him going, yeah, I'm Batman. Like, oh, my God, just take my fucking money. Take all of it, Warner Brothers. I didn't even, I was so happy with Warner Brothers. I didn't even give a shit when they were like, you can't show Batman Returns. I was like, anything you say, both <laughs> of Warner Brothers, man. I can't wait. Um, the guy who directed it is the guy that did it. Yeah, Andy, Andy Muschietti. Let me tell you something. This movie looks fucking astounding. Remember we would talk about, like, why aren't they canceling this movie? Now we know. They were like, we got gold, man. This movie's giving life left and right. So I'm there. I'm. I can't wait. I can't wait so much so that I'm going to Vegas to see the movie early. <laughs> uh, when that happens in April, uh, we'll, I'll be reporting back from CinemaCon, tell you what else I see, because I'm sure I'll see some Marvel previews there as well. I can't wait, man. I'm, there are going to be people on stage who I know from the business who are going to be like, so anyway, my Kevin? And I'm going to be in the audience holding up my CinemaCon flag like Homer. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I very much want you to have like a Fat Man Beyond microphone with a little fucking flag around it, a little hat on it. Reporting live from <laughs> CinemaCon, Kevin, Kevin Smith from Fat Man Beyond. How awesome is this movie? <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's, that's my, that's uh, giving me life, that fucking Michael Keaton Batman. I, here, I'm, I'm, I suspect calling it now, he don't make it through this movie. Um, but that would be, uh, I wouldn't even be sad about that if they were like, this is Batman's last fucking run. Oh, oh, all of that fucking trailer is just so fucking good. Do you think I've seen a lot of people online talking about the younger Barry and how he's wearing like a yellow hoodie that's very reminiscent of Eobard Thawne? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a thing or is it just... I I mean, to a certain degree, I hope not, because like, don't don't encrust this with so much lore that it makes it hard for your average fucking normie to know what the hell is going on. Like, it's kind of an, like it's such a simple setup. Like, this is the universe in which my mom doesn't die, and I'm going to fucking protect it. But as a result, I've ruined the space I'm continuum, and here's fucking Zod again and coming to prey on an Earth. How fucking fantastic was that, too? Like, who knew that I'd miss Zod so much that when they dropped him in the trailer, he's like, we've been waiting for you. I was like, oh, my God, like Michael Shannon's back. It looks so fucking dope. I just love that Michael Shannon is just like, you know what? Yeah, 
I'll come back and do this again. You know why? I'm sure they were like, <laughs> and he was like, more. He's like, I, I need more. They didn't pay me on George and Tammy. More. Good for him, man. Fucking, he's one of our greatest actors and shit. I, when I watched that trailer, that made me go back and rewatch Man of Steel. And fuck, man, did I have a good time watching that. So much so that I then went forward and watched Batman v Superman. I had a good-ass time doing that as well. Um, when I saw that fucking trailer drop, man, I texted Zach, and I was just like, Snyderverse lives, bro. Like, there's fucking Zod. There's the world engine. There's your Flash. There's Batfleck. It's nuts, man. I can't wait for this fucking movie. I cannot fucking wait. I, I saw their announcement of, like, you know things to come like gods and monsters chapter one whatever all that stuff looks wonderful but i know this movie was like conceived and fucking directed long before they decided to reboot the dc universe and stuff and just now call it the dcu which makes more sense than the dceu or whatever they were calling it but i i don't know man this thing looks fucking phenomenal i saw somebody in chat and be like uh it's a no way home ripoff good because No Way Home rocked. And if they're going to rip off anything, fucking rip that off, man. <laughs> you give me the DC Universal, uh, DC U version of fucking No Way Home. I'm there. Can't wait, man. Flash ring in full effect. Word is that Batfleck gives him the flash ring. Oh, oh, Batfleck in a blue fucking variant suit. And that fucking in the other Super Bowl teaser where they showed the fucking room full of Batman outfits and shit. I, I honestly feel like this movie was fucking made just for me. It's like they're like, he almost died from a heart attack five years ago. Let's make a movie that will fucking finally kill him. Because this movie looks so good. I'm, I, I think I just want to see it and then like pass on and shit. My God, it looks fucking phenomenal. Cannot wait. Cannot fucking wait. And anybody that's like, ew, you're a shill. How can I shill for a movie I haven't seen yet? That trailer just made me so fucking excited, man. I, there's a reason I've watched it hundreds of fucking times. It's like, it delivers. That trailer is wonderful. And if the movie is like as good as the trailer and I hope it's better, come on, that one moment where he's like, Batman, what do we do? Try not to die. And then fucking like moves his hand and there's fucking Supergirl. Oh. That's jizz. Oh, you're not uh, flinging cards at a blackjack table? <laughs> no, I ain't dealing. I'm dealing. Aces, 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 aces. <laughs> They're fucking giving out aces. Fuck, man, that looks good. Um, all right. Enough about that. Yeah. A um, little bit of news we can kind of blaze through. Um, one of the things that came, was announced most recently um, by uh, David Zasloff and the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, Machine is that we're getting more Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, I saw that. I have they haven't they run out of book yet? I mean, I I mean Peter Jackson's movies, all twelve hours of them, already won seventeen Oscars um, back between two thousand and one and two thousand and four. Um, I have a vague memory of these movies happening not too long ago. I remember yes. watching the Academy Awards where he won quite a few trophies and shit. And then after that, he made three more movies based on The Hobbit. Um, and now they're apparently like, they're looking to bring the world of J.R.R. Tolkien back to the screen in new and exciting ways. Um, that the, 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 the people who own the rights and Warner Brothers understand how cherished these works are. 
and the mysterious plan is to honor the past, look to the future, and adhere to the strongest level of quality and production values. Um, Bam. And apparently, somebody thinks that there's a there's a lot of J.R.R. Tolkien's universe that remains largely unexplored on film. That that just sounds like Amazon shade to me. Is what that sounds like in Didn't that press release. They made a Amazon. show that was extremely mediocrely received. Is that right? The most expensive television show ever. And people were like, that was on that was on the internet. So I think this is Warner Brothers being like, hey, we can make movies that people might get excited about. I mean, you know what they should do? Just Lord of the Kings. <laughs> Just synergy. I see what you did there. Bring it all together. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it, it, it just feels like another instance, and I've been feeling this recently, of there are no new things anymore. You know, nobody's trying to launch a new franchise. Nobody's trying to, I mean, John Wick is the most recent one that I can think that actually kind of worked, where we made a movie. Uh-oh, shitty gum? Yeah, really hard to chew. Not doing its job, gum. No, but to be fair, is there a expiration date expires october 2021 mark so i guess perhaps i shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be fucking with that gum in the first place if i start vomiting all over the screen it's because i ate very old gum kids i got classic big league chew man from 1978 i think it fucking <laughs> took my fucking jaw <laughs> Bamf. hey Bamf man's back what is it i believe i could be wrong i could be getting this wrong but Todd Field from Tar, writer-director, apparently invented Big League Chew. When he was a bat boy for a minor league baseball team, and he and one other guy apparently invented Big League Chew when he was a kid. Is he fucking super rich? No, I because he was a kid, I think the other guy, like... It was all that other guy made all the money and like kept the company. Yeah, I remember reading that around the you know part of the the tar Oscar fucking roundtable press siege or whatever. It's like yeah, I made I made a big league chew. It's like I ate a lot of big league chew. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, could you imagine like you're a direct you're the director of Little Children, mm-hmm. perhaps one of the greatest American films made in the last twenty years, and. You also invented <laughs> Big League Chew. Like, it ain't right. I got Clerks through Clerks 3. So when it comes to no new ideas, but I ain't got fucking like, oh, by the way, I also invented fucking Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or, you know, fucking the, the Easter egg or fucking nothing. Like, yeah. fuck. My middle name is Cadbury, sir. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you like the eggs with the fake cream and shit? <laughs> Me and a buddy when we were twelve came up with that. In a he just jizzed in all this candy and sold them. <laughs> like nobody should have two things in this world. I feel, like, I feel like he's got two things. I haven't seen Tar. Did you see Tar? I have not yet either. I've I haven't seen many of the Oscar-nominated films, um, but the one that I did see that 
I would love to win is everything everywhere all at once, which seems to be doing great. Like oh. the SAG Awards, they clean the fuck up. It's uh, it's so good. It's I, mean, I saw it in February when it first came out and was just blown the fuck away. Um, shit, man. All yeah. right, so more Lord of the Rings is coming. You can't fucking stop it. Hobbits coming out Warner Brothers' ass. Um, what is it? They they own that. Um, they they made a deal with the license, the company that controls the license, um, and New Line Cinema. Given that they had made the original Lord of the Rings movies with Peter Jackson, I guess had fucking pole position, and Zasloff was like, "Spend all the money. If we can get more of these movies, let's get more of these movies." You know, there's also talk that he's trying to convince you know whomever, uh, I suppose that's J.K. Rowling, um, to make more Harry Potter movies. Like, was, let's do- I was just going to say, like, fucking in a world where they're like, oh, let's do Lord of the Rings again. Why aren't they fucking like, all right, let's start Harry Potter from scratch with a whole new cast and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think they they want to just do more. I think they're just like, hey, these kids, these kids are now grown up. You wrote a version of these characters that are now older than Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Let's just adapt that. Let's just break that into two or three movies and let's just go. Which, to be fair, I never saw that play. But like, look. You want to make a bunch of fucking money with the Harry Potter world, bring back the kids that everyone grew up watching and now they're adults and shit like that. They could make out. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah, we could see some ass shots in the shower, you know, because it's a kid's thing, but still. You know, Those kids are all growing up. Fucking, they could go, like, Harry goes to see his cardiologist, like I did today. Fucking <laughs> uh, Ron Weasley is, uh, you know, dealing with male pattern baldness <laughs> <laughs> all the beauty of middle age and shit oh. expecto colonoscopy <laughs> <laughs> i'd take that man you know i still haven't had a fucking uh i know i'm 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 the overdue mine as well yeah i guess i should do that soon what is it called again colonoscopy colonoscopy yeah i haven't done that yet i, I got a clean bill of health on my heart but I should have my ass checked out. Um, From the rooter to the tutor. Let that be a lesson, kids. Get your ass checked out. (laughs) Take it from a guy who hasn't gotten his ass checked out and another guy who hasn't gotten his ass checked out. You want to hang out with a bunch of geezers talking about the procedures they should have? (laughs) Welcome. Um, I look, I understand that Warner Brothers is a massive fucking movie company and shit like that. Hold on. I'm going to take a hit of my lavender. Oh, so calming, Mark. So calming. In a world where I don't smoke weed anymore, this has replaced weed. Now, just every once in a while, I'm like, sniff it. Give me them essential oils. Sniff it back. Um, I, I, I can understand why that company is like, yeah, make more of the shit that made money and whatnot. But I'm one of an old school. I'm not saying they shouldn't do things. They could do whatever the fuck they want. But you know, and my, I, I was the guy that when they announced Disney bought fucking the star wars franchise i was like why would you buy a dead franchise never realizing that they were like it ain't gonna be dead anymore get the fuck up skywalk again motherfucker so i guess in a world where you could fucking continue the star wars saga i guess you continue the lord of the rings you could continue harry potter anything that that's gonna turn a fucking dime i guess but you're right it's seems few and far and again not criticism because i made clerks three but it seems few and far between where people are like let's try a brand new fucking thing like yeah. oh it's all about nostalgia bucks where it's like the only way to get them to come out to out to the theater is 
to give them their childhood back or not even their childhood, some shit that happened two years ago in some cases. <laughs> but I mean, I just remember like the fucking, this was the summer of 99 when you had like the sixth sense and the matrix. Uh, by the way, dogma as well. And fight club. Same yeah. fucking thing. You know, like it was, it was this glorious moment where it was just, the new and studios were behind it and just rolling the dice and and in most cases making fucking money and making movies that people remember and none of it's based on ip really except for fight club but it was a book that i'm not sure how many people actually read you know and and so then you get to have lots of fucking matrixes maybe we didn't need lots of matrixes i don't know but you, you got to build a new thing and you got to build the thing that people are now nostalgic for and if you're not going to try the new thing, then just continuing to reheat the old stuff, it's just, a, it's diminishing returns after a while, you know? And I don't know. It's a quick fix. I get it. Like Alex Lee points out on chat that 65 is a new IP coming out. The movie with uh, right. Adam Driver fucking shooting dinosaurs with lasers. Holy fuck. <laughs> that sounds like an idea. Like I would have come up with when I was smoking, like Adam Driver lasers dinosaurs go which actor looks most like a crow magnet adam driver is that is that how you see <laughs> one of our greatest actors <laughs> whenever i see him i don't think of uh, i don't think of that at all. all i think is just like god damn that guy's good i also rewatched uh the uh uh um what do they call them they're not the prequels but the uh, the the sequels i, I, I guess um jj's two and ryan ryan's uh middle one and fuck, adam driver is is so fucking amazingly good in uh in uh what was the second one last jedi last yes that's right with mark going like and i will not be the last jedi mm. adam driver when they meet when it went in fucking kylo ren and luke skywalker meet on you know, the fucking salt planet and shit. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry, Ben. And fucking Adam Driver's like, I'm sure you are. <laughs> it's fucking good. Um, but yeah, man, 65 looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always here for a good high concept, like enemy mine type shit where it's like, what are we doing? Oh. Tyler Rue as in chat says, stop make Kang sense. <laughs> Strong. Come on, man. That's so damn good. Uh, Lord Monk says The Last of Us is new IP. Is it? Is I mean, it? It's, I mean, based on a game, sure, but I mean, it existed before, so it's not new IP. It's IP. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly mind like an adaptation of a book per se, because we've been doing that since the beginning of time. But like, how many times can you go back to the same well? Evan Fowler in chat brought up the line from Last Jedi, I want every gun we have to fire on that man. <laughs> it was such a fucking great scene, man. And, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, why couldn't he have acted? Spoilers. Why Spoilers if you haven't seen The Last Fucking Jedi. Um, I'll wait. You can turn us down. But I remember when the first time I saw it, I was like, look, I thought it was awesome that he was fucking not really there and that he was force projecting himself from across the fucking galaxies. But... It also would have been cool if he was just there <laughs> and like, ping, 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 ping. 
But he even says in the movie, he's like, what am I going to face down the fucking first order with a laser sword and shit? Um, it's a good ass flick, man. I know everyone loves Ryan Johnson's like, uh, you know, fucking what are they called? Yeah, the glass onions. Yeah, but what was the original title? Knives Out. His mm. Knives Out flicks and stuff. And I guess he's got Poker Face on Peacock, which yeah, looks which cool. I like. You I think like dig it. Yeah, I'm 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 up to date. Every Thursday they drop them, and they're Columbos. They're episodes of Columbo. Is that right? It's. I mean, the font is the exact same font. It has the same. The the premise of Columbo is always the audience knows ha- what happened. They just don't know how Columbo is going to figure out how the murder happened. And that's every one of these. Every one of these is a done in one. You know, if there's any connective tissue, it's very, very thin. But it's you know, Natasha Leone, it's Charlie Kale, who can just tell when people lie. And you find yourself in like dinner theater communities and Texas barbecue and guys who work at rest stops and, you know, makeup fucking wizards. Like the most recent episode has Nick Nolte as basically Ray Harryhausen. Um, a guy who, yeah, who, motion artist who just does stop motion artists. He builds models and maquettes, and he does stop motion stuff. And uh, and and Cherry Jones is uh, is is his partner. They started a, a an effects company that I think it's in the in the show. It's called ALM or something like that. And it's and there's a murder and who did it and why and just it's so fucking smart. Even even when the episodes aren't great, they're just still really enjoyable. Uh, a few people in chat have been um pointing out that uh, blumhouse you know while doing what they do mm-hmm. is also introducing new ip yeah i mean and, and horror was always horror was both of those things at once there would be nightmare on elm street six but then there would always be fucking leprechaun and then leprechaun six and then the hills have eyes and the hills have eyes three like there was always this sense of we got to put some new shit out there so it can be the new series once the old series run out of steam. And Blumhouse is like, yeah, we'll make more stuff and make more stuff. But then when it hits, then we'll do like whatever, the Mia Goth stuff. Be like X and whatever the the movie before X was, which I didn't see because I don't watch horror. But even still, the if we make it for cheap enough, you can put a lot of it out. Some of it will work, some of it won't, some will hit. And some of it will just be a one great movie we made once. Uh, someone in chat, Abelardo Espinoza, said, "Did I miss the Ant Man talk?" Yes, you did. Sorry, Mark, bro. Mark has reviewed Ant Man. Uh, spoilers, I didn't see it, so I'll review it on a future episode when I finally see it. Uh, but to catch you up, uh, Mark shaved. I haven't seen <laughs> in five weeks. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff going on at Smod Castle and Wrong Reasons playing in uh, New York City at uh, Cinema Village on Saturday night. Uh, Mar- Ides of Mark playing uh, at uh, Smod Castle from March 15th to March 17th. And now you're caught up. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mask of the Phantasm, March 5th at Smod Castle Cinemas. Mm-hmm. Come watch it with me, man. Um, ooh, look at how fast Banff Man is getting that fucking graphic up. He doesn't fuck around. Up. Yeah, he don't fuck around. Um, all right, what else are we talking about? Um, one tiny other news story um, is that there had been a show that was in development at HBO Max based on a Neil Gaiman comic book called Dead Boy Detectives. Yes, uh, with Matt Wagner. He did that with Matt Wagner years ago. 
Indeed. Um, Wait, Matt spun- Wagner, who created Mage and Grendel. Grendel, which was going to be a Netflix show, but apparently is not going forward. Um, the, well, it may be Dead Boy Detectives is taking the Netflix slot because it is now shifting from HBO Max over to Netflix to join Neil Gaiman's other massive show, Sandman, which was previously also a Warner Brothers HBO thing that they then let go and Netflix picked it up. Is this a uh, David Zaslav thing? Um, it's part of, I think, Zaslav's new version or vision for how HBO Max and DC Comics and basically everything that Warner Brothers owns works, which is if we can make money selling it on the open market, we'll sell it on the open market. If it's a thing that we think we can make money by making in-house and it'll drive subscriptions, we'll do that too. Um, so yeah, this is this is another thing that has been allowed to leave the barn. Um, and this was a, this was a, this was a big deal. Like this, this show was, Ber- wasn't it a Berlanti show as well? It's a Berlanti show. Um, and it might, I don't know what this says about Berlanti and Warner brothers. If they're letting everything Berlanti kind of go out the door, Berlanti was also behind doom patrol and Titans. Um, and he's no longer overseeing the green lantern series. I don't know. I don't know. Everything's so different. Yeah, but his his role in the new DC is essentially non-existent. Um, so weird because he was the guy that like kept DC hope alive on TV for a red hot minute. Yeah, I mean, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl were all Berlanti shows, and now the Flash ending its run. I think this season was the last of them. Oof! Oof! Oof, indeed. Things change, man. Things change. Indeed. Um, and all we have left to talk about then is what we think will happen in Mandalorian season three. And as I don't think right? As of midnight, we get to find out. As of midnight, you know, as long as you have seen the two episodes of Book of Boba Fett that were actually Mandalorian 2.3 and 2.4, um, you're caught up. You're ready to rumble. Um the uh, I, did they draw some? I saw something in news about an Ahsoka trailer, which I guess hasn't happened yet. But I guess there was some update on the Ahsoka trailer. There was a news item about when the Ahsoka trailer is going to drop. Maybe Bamfman knows more about that. He fucking lives and breathes Star Wars. I don't know if you know this, kids, but you can go to Hollywood, Los Angeles, where the motion pictures are from, and on Hollywood Boulevard, they got the Scum and Villainy Cantina which uh, is a geek bar. Great place to fucking hang out and get your geek on, drink liquor, mm-hmm. knock it into fights, unless those fights are like Star Trek versus Star Wars or something like that. Anyway, the proprietor of that there cantina is a big Star Wars nut. No relation whatsoever to the cantina. Uh, so maybe he knows. Banff man, Ahsoka trailer? Banff, um, according to the internet, Star Wars Celebration in April. Mm. And Star Wars Celebration is not in America this year? It is in London. It I mean, yay for, yay for England, but like... And then... And, and I know it's like people from England have to come over to America when they do celebration, but like Americans, most Americans don't really want to jump on a plane and go to England to see the show. I don't know. I, you know, what do I fucking know about what most Americans want? But feels like money's tight right now. It seems like a long way to go for... They're not doing like, and one in Anaheim. <laughs> in, they announced 
20 they're going to skip 2024 and 2025 will be the the one after london so we're not even getting always, one in wasn't it i mean wasn't it always like one in the states and then one abroad and then one back in the states and then one abroad and the states was always they, like anaheim or florida like the pre disney kind of did that and then disney was like why do one every other year when we could do one every eight minutes? <laughs> so, um, you know. Shout out to Russell Cookenshot who came up with to Kang Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Numar. <laughs> uh, that is deep fucking cuts right there, man. I appreciate that. Impressive. One of my favorite, Brian Durkee said, scum and villainy Kang Tina. Oh, fucking nice. That's a free ad right there, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, somebody at Ben Bamboo said Star Wars is huge amongst the Brits too, Kev, guessing they want to give them something too. I 100% agree, and I'm happy for the folks over in the UK, but just seems like a lot of Americans might be like, what? Fly to fucking England to see some Star Wars shit over my dead body. But I don't know. Maybe it's sold out already. <laughs> I mean, it mm. sold out really quick. I oh, bought, I'm on it, and I didn't get four day passes. I got, I had to buy a single day pass for each day. Wow. Are you, so you're going over to, to the I, UK? Yeah, because Jen got COVID during the last celebration. I had to leave early. So I was like, well, looks like we're going to London. That's my makeup. <laughs> but then I'm then she I'm taking her on a trip through uh UK and Ireland for the rest Fucking of the so, I'm I'm JC's kid today and, and the jc's kid is taller and older than mark already it's crazy <laughs> i mean it's not hard years not old she, yeah just over two just over two and i swear she looks like she's ready to go to kindergarten man she's talking walking i was like i i, I felt i thought i fell into uh, the quantum realm <laughs> years later when she was a completely different actress than the baby i last saw yeah it was pretty pretty wild she got big quick My camera keeps falling off um yeah mando tonight we're doing so they're having the movie premiere in hollywood so as soon as i'm wrapped the show i'm going down to the bar to hang out with all the people who saw the premiere like right now is what do you mean where's the where was the premiere i think at el cap mm. yeah. They the showed sh Mandalorian on at the El Cab. You could have bought tickets for it. No? no, it's like cast crew invite influencer thing. Apparently, we're not influencers, um, but I know a bunch of people who went, and then they're coming to. They usually show like two or three episodes, and then I guess people are coming to the bar after. Very cool. Get all the, so the, we'll the, the see. gossip. I know someone asked Disney filthy Disney lucra. <laughs> Uh, Katie Sackhoff is going to be in it a bunch, it seems, which Yeah, which I saw exciting. her in the trailer, quite a bunch. Um, it looks like episodes, like the trailers look like episodes of Clone Wars, which, you know, seems awesome. A lot, lot of people with jetpacks and flamethrowers. And, and Pedro Pascal just fucking like Jonathan Majors everywhere. <laughs> Jonathan Majors got fucking uh, Creed 3 coming out, right? Yeah, Friday. And that trailer looks fantastic. That was directed by fucking Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. 
if the young, beautiful actors of this generation are going to direct, Mark, what hope do people like you and I? <laughs> <laughs> None whatsoever. I know. It's like, oh, I'm just trying to get this done before I'm 50. And here's fucking <laughs> BJ. <laughs> like, hold my beer. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people in chat asking why I've stopped smoking weed. Uh, because I did it for 15 years. And now I just want to be present. Uh, when I started smoking weed, kids, um, I had a very big wound in my heart and uh weed was a really nice bandage that i put on top of it and then the wound kept getting bigger and then i put on more bandages and then one day i realized that i was as bandaged up as a mummy and i couldn't see clearly and i couldn't hear clearly and wasn't really present anymore i was there that's the beautiful thing about weed is you can be there and not be there at all it's not like booze where people you know can tell a can tell you're drunk and b it probably impairs most people if you go too far with it weed i could smoke uh, an entire you know small state uh, rhode island worth of weed and still do my job very very well uh but you know it was also keeping me absent from life and you know probably aided in making a bunch of poor decisions so uh now i'm i'm just tr i'm seeing what it, life is like out from from under I had a brain mapping done uh, over the course of the last month. And, uh, you know, I was very lucky that, like, you know, it hasn't done some irreparable damage to my brain. But this is something I fucking learned in the process. Do you know that the brain is 97% fat? I didn't, but now I love my brain even more. Right? Oh, my God. It loves yodels and fucking double dogs oh. and straight up chocolate milk. But... Since, you know, THC could cross the blood-brain barrier, once it finds your brain, it's like, oh, my God, and it just lives on it because, you know, that's what weed does. I mean, you can take a bag of ditch weed, the worst fucking weed in the world, and if you cook it up with some fucking, you know, butter, it'll find that fat molecule attached and become a potent fucking edible and shit. So I just want to I want to see what life is like with clarity. I don't want to be numb anymore. I want to be here. 52. I've been numb for 15 years. My friend Malcolm and I were talking about it the other day and he's like, oh my God, you almost hit your 15 year anniversary. You know, because the first time I started smoking weed in earnest later in life, because I'd, I'd enjoyed it a few times when I was, uh, you know, in my late teens and early 20s. Uh, but I only started smoking weed regularly at age 38. You know, most people are like, but you've always been a stoner. No, those are the characters that I created or came up with or whatever. Fuck. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't start smoking weed myself until age, uh, 38. So I, uh, you know, it's been almost 15 years. We wrapped Zach and Miri make a porno, uh, 15 years ago this month. So, you know, that kind of started me smoking weed. Um, I smoked with Seth on the last night of the shoot and then didn't fucking smoke again until the following July. And then after that, I started smoking on the regular. So I ain't down on it, man. If you like weed, I used to love weed. So fucking have at it, kids. Uh, but I, I've been numb enough. Now I want to be present and uh, see what life is like out from under all the gauze. So there you go. There's an answer. It's the best answer you're going to get. And it's true. <laughs> um, somebody said, so weed is to blame for that movie. That's a funnier joke if you say what movie it is. Do you want me to insert a title? Yoga hosers. There you go. See? 
<laughs> That's simple. You got to include a title of the movie, or else the joke doesn't. Work. Um, um, my favorite part yeah. of chat was the number of people surprised about you not smoking weed, and then comparing it to the number of people talking about Mark having a clean-shaven face. <laughs> I'm telling you, so many people. There was one guy at the beginning who was like, I recognize Kev. Who's the other fucking guy? <laughs> who's the 12-year-old who's pretending Which, to be an adult? If I had to bet before the show, I would have put like 10 to 1 on you not smoking weed. But it was like 7 to 6. <laughs> like, Yeah, you fuck, thankfully, Mark <laughs> took all the heat off me by being like, by being baby smooth and freaking everybody to fuck out. That's my plan. Freak people the fuck out. Uh, we... Lots of folks conjecturing, uh, like why I there. They, somebody here was like, "Did you get a big money gig, and that's why you stopped smoking weed?" Somebody made you sign a contract. Yes, they gave me Quantum Mania two. <laughs> they were like, "Make sense of this, Tyler Bob." But you can't smoke weed. I was like, I won't. You got it. Um, no, no conspiracy theory. Uh, some people <laughs> asked, am I still going to sell branded weed? I'm not against weed. I'm just not smoking it myself. But if I was smoking weed by gum, of course I would smoke my own weed. Caviar <laughs> makes snoochies and snoochie boochies and berserker. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, everyone's looking for a why, why, why? You know, I... <laughs> Just trying to be present, trying to be mindful. Evil vet in chat was like, next week, March starts weed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I'll shave, and then we'll have something to talk about. Yoink. Um, uh, okay. Where to next? Should we do some Q&A? That's all the news we got. We might as well. Well, we just answered one of the fucking cues. <laughs> Why the fucking are you stop smoking weed? What's your problem? Um. <laughs> JC, uh, Banff man. Yeah, I've got, got some stuff. Um, Laura D wanted to know uh, what drug and what animal would you make a movie about? So, like, cocaine bear. What's what's they announced, I think, meth gator or like asylum, that kind of like the transmorphers, like spoof movie company doing meth gator so what would you guys the animal and the drug um let me see um ambasol gopher <laughs> <laughs> um uh uh <laughs> Edibles, moose jaws. <laughs> um, I don't think you need to put a fucking drug in front of moose jaws to make that work. <laughs> um, see, now that I stopped smoking weed, I have no funny things to say, no good ideas, kids. Now, I'm, what does he say at the end of uh, fucking Goodfellas? I'm just a schmuck like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking schmuck. <laughs> uh, how about you, Mark? Um, vodka shark. Look at that. That was fucking fast. Sharks swim in liquid. They vodka do. is a liquid. It is. The tragedy of it is he's got no hands to drink the vodka, but he really loves the fucking vodka. He's just like, and so if you pour it in the ocean, it just dilutes immediately. 
if it's a basking shark, his mouth's always open, so he's always drinking it. Yeah, there you go. So he just hangs out outside of breweries, just hoping to get a sweet bit of the runoff. Uh, Calo Zane says, Preparation H, pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see that pig. Popper pig. Fentanyl panda, says Agent 00 Soul. Um, Lord Monk said, I would think Kev would have picked a walrus. Okay. Um, wart removal walrus. <laughs> yeah, I just, I go booze more than I go drugs. So, like, wall bang on oh, walrus. We know. We watched you get all fucked up at fucking the bar once when you were like, give me some of that fucking, what was it? Skywalker. Skywalker Ranch. Ranch. <laughs> Rose. Uh, rose. Yeah. <laughs> Mark got fucked up on Rose. <laughs> I got fucked up like it's two o'clock at the marina. Watch me go. Seems like a good uh, time to pop in and let people know that we now serve Skywalker Pinot Noir by the glass. That shit, <gasps> man. Go to Scum and Villainy Cantina and get yourself some Skywalker wine, but those two things have nothing to do with each other, so please don't alert the <laughs> <authority. laughs> Um, so yeah, vodka shark and uh and and whatever the one you picked was walter mc said rum rhino nice i like it kind of nice i like it uh all right question one in the books uh Smack to jeff, push. jeff rubel says vodka shark versus swim up bar <laughs> <laughs> nice let's go get that shit on fucking sci-fi today <laughs> i do think the sharknado people are like what the fuck, man? Like, we're the ones that mix an animal with a fucking thing. I, Doing this for 20 fucking years, you guys. Lavalantula? Did you miss Lavalantula? Yeah. One of our favorites. I um, think it's like, you need to get the guys who did Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey to team up with Cocaine Bear for like, Blood and Honey 2, colon, Cocaine. And it's just Piglet and Pooh just snorting. I'm there for that. Holy shit. Um, in a world where they could kill, let's watch them do drugs and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Pooh and Piglet do drugs, and they dream of a boy that talks to them. <laughs> Directed Aww. by Oliver Stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, second question. I got to hit me some fucking lavender for the second question. All right. Uh, this is uh, so real. Walrus Onion wants to know, using anyone from pop culture, who is on your respective starship crews? So you're going to, you're going to, you've got a spaceship, you've got to crew it up. You can pick whoever you want. Who do you take? Anybody in pop culture? Yep. Batman? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Dr. Zayas. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> get the jam, he could get us out. Um, Rick and or Morty. Um, let's see. Well, Rick more than Morty. Um, my dad, because he's dead. So it'd be nice to see him on his fucking intergalactic cruise and shit. I can ask him all the questions I didn't ask him when he was alive. Like, uh, Dad, should I start smoking weed? <laughs> Never thought that. 
is it a cheat to just be like, yeah, uh, Captain Kirk, uh, Mr. Spock, <laughs> Lieutenant Sulu, like, just give me those guys. They know how to pilot starships. They're already never doing get, that. Never get lost. Just as long as you don't choose the fucking, uh, what were they called? Um, the far out space nuts. Yeah. Like, what is Leslie Nope going to do in the bridge of a starship that James Kirk couldn't? Other than make us feel a bit better about failure. Which Kirk are you grabbing, though? Ooh, I grab uh, Wrath of Khan, Kirk. I That's always love how fucking like when he's wearing his glasses, like it's coming in now. Come, <laughs> <laughs> you have to learn why things work on a starship. Yes, Bam. <laughs> right on quoting regulation, Mister Setter. Indeed, I'll, I'll argue against that because if I am piloting a starship, the entire time, first off, Kirk is going to be stealing all the starship ladies. And two, he's going to be gunning for my job. And I don't need that kind of pressure if I'm already piloting a starship. I don't want any Adamas or Han Solos or anybody with an ego. I want baby Groot, medium Groot, and brute Groot. Because they're <laughs> so loyal. I want I want three Groots. Did you call him brute Groot? <laughs> brute Groot is like... Because he, he's the big in the one. trailer, he's, he's, he's like when he's all swollen. Yeah, yeah, brute group. Yeah, I mean, I, I I buy that. I just don't buy like fucking President Bartlett as my captain because he's got no experience. I don't have to teach a dude to like pilot a starship. Mike Rios in chat, I think just he sent this with a question mark, and it might be directed our way. Hipster alfalfa. <laughs> oh. You perhaps it's it's my yeah. hair because your hair it's it, man. it should be a mohawk but when I put the headphones on it squashes it so it's more I think it's, I think it's hot that he called you a hipster <laughs> is that have you ever thought of yourself as a hipster no I wear like <laughs> star, like <laughs> scum and villainy I wear scum and villainy t-shirts and like that's it like, that's just like, hips. like Jar Jar Binks unironically like it's not <laughs> unironically. <laughs> yeah, you're not the guy who shows up at a Starbucks carrying an old fucking Smith Corona typewriter. <laughs> um, all right, man. So, did we get enough people on our Starship cruise? Um, I think so. It's a little nebulous of a question, but uh, Ryan Schwobel said, "Emo alfalfa, get it right." <laughs> I don't think of you as emo either. No, I didn't like see the, somebody say Ed Grimley, which is yeah, also Ed Grimley's cool. Dude, that's deep cuts right there. Holy fuck! Although, I must what's, say. what's his name is back in a big bad way with that fucking show. Oh, oh, Martin, Martin Short. Short, Short, my God, good for him. Um, um, Et Drum Mike said, "No, he's cool, Ed Grimley." Oh, no, look at you. Thanks. Um, King. Also, Kevin, you said Jesus Christ, and everybody knows Jesus is their co-pilot. So I think that helps. Good point. <laughs> Good fucking point. That's true. We'll never get lost with Jesus. Um, all right. Third question. Answer we these question three. All right. Uh, we may have done this in the past, but we'll do it again. Uh, Endless Music wants to know, what minor Star Wars character would you like to make a series about? What minor Star Wars character? Yeah. Porkins. Like 
pre-deaths like pre-rebellion porkins or like joining the rebellion or like i barely fit in my ship porkins how does a heavy set gentleman become such a key member of the rebellion you know i felt as a kid i felt seen by that character so for those of uh those of us who uh you know have had a hard time not stopping eating uh i think porkins is the hero we all need and want to see maybe he's a failed uh he failed out of the empire and shit because they're like you don't make the weight limit and shit like sometimes they bounce you out the army if they fucking do a surprise weigh-in and you're too heavy and shit maybe that's what happened to him with the empire and he's just so fucking mad he went and joined the rebellion and shit and then he then he's fire like fucking throw me out call me fat will you pew 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 <laughs> um r5d4 get a lot of action in uh the cartoons He's in Mando now, though. He is, uh, he is, um, what's her face from Clerks 3? She has him now. Hey, Miss Dara, she has R5D4? Yeah, because she, like, makes a motivator joke and stuff about him. That's right. That's right. And you can actually uh, see they, like, painted on the, like, scorch marks from where he blows up earlier. Kind of dope. Look at that deep cuts somebody in chat was like i guess deep cuts is anything over 10 years old yeah in this fucking culture where we're now drowning in content i say yeah is it raining um i'm not sure but it wouldn't not, not, if it was. not out mark's window <laughs> oh, yeah look at it nice clear and sunny in that fucking room with a view Fuck, <laughs> merchant and ivory are both like <laughs> um all right what about you um, I, I kind of want to do, uh, the, the sitcom about the, the bartender at the cantina, the like absurdly, oddly racist bartender at the cantina, who's just like, we don't like your kind. We don't allow you in this bar. It's like, dude, what did a fucking droid do to you? But suddenly uh, you're just so anti-droid, but to be fair as an iPhone user, so am I. <laughs> nice. See, you still got it. No, I, all I got is dad jokes. When I had weed, I was the cutting edge. But without weed, nothing but dad jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you could do you could do like the the all in the family style sitcom with your kind of racist, a little loathsome protagonist, and all of the goodly people who come into the bar, including his friends and coworkers and whatever. So it's Cheers meets All in the Family with a with a droid racist at the center of it. You know, everybody oh. loves droid racists. I like that, man. That's, you know, fucking, they used to say, like, the last people you can fucking make fun of is fat people. No, now you can make fun of droids. Apparently. We can um, discriminate against droids. Somebody wrote something cool in here, which was, I can't fucking remember. Now it's gone. But I was like, oh, that's a cool fucking answer. But away it went. Oh, Lobot. What about a fucking Lobot show, man? Mm. Find out why he started wearing them headphones and shit. <laughs> What did he do to Vader that made him put those fucking headphones on? Or well, to Lando? He was just on his way to a fucking rave and shit. He was on <laughs> one of those like, quiet raves. Silent discos? Head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silent disco. Whole fucking movie, he was at a silent disco. And he was like, what do you need, Lando? Yeah, whatever. But inside, he was like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. What are we waiting for? The drop? <laughs> <laughs> 
pretty good, man. You missed your fucking calling. <laughs> your, your DJ doesn't even need fucking two turntables or a microphone. Me and Michael Winslow. <laughs> Michael Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Jay, uh, Banff man, you got an answer? I want to see Boshek. Boshek is the guy wearing the NASA spacesuit that Obi-Wan tries to hire before he talks to Chewbacca. And I want that guy, I want to see the rest of that guy's life where he's like just going into different bars across the universe going, I could have been that hero. I could have been Han Solo. And he just tells that story. But every time he tells the story, it's a little bit different. So it's like... He's the Pete Best of the Star Wars universe. You got or glanced Stuart, by greatness. The Stuart Sutcliffe. I, I got to go deeper cuts on that one. Oh, nice. Thank you very much. Um, Backbeat, ladies and gentlemen, 1994. A movie all about Stuart Sutcliffe. I think that was the name of the movie, wasn't it? Backbeat. Yeah. yeah nice um, pull. Mean Dave. Thank you. Deep cuts. It's older than 10 years. That goes back to 94. Mean Dave and chat goes, I missed earlier. How much did Mark hate Quantumania? <laughs> Fair amount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, Mark was so angry at Quantumania, all of the hair fell out of his face as he was talking about I it. Know, I just, my, my, the jaw that I clenched for the last two weeks has just finally gotten rid of all my hair. <laughs> uh, I saw a news story this week where um, Tony Gilroy shouted out clerks. For Andor, because he was like, uh, you know how in Clerks those guys were talking about like where the Empire came up with all this shit? He's like, we kind of ran with that. <laughs> you know, it was like, fucking hey, man, you stick around long enough. People are like, oh, yeah, he did a thing once. Still shaping culture. You going to watch Andor now? I feel like you have to. I watched like the first two episodes, or three episodes, and then kind of fell behind. But now, absolutely. Now I want to. When you talked about before, Bo Sheck was in a NASA outfit. He looks like he's wearing like a traditional kind of human spacesuit. That would be a fucking show worth watching because it's like he came from Earth. And he was like, he's like Buck fucking Rogers. Bro. <laughs> he came from the deep future back <laughs> into the past. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Buck Rogers went to the future. This fucker went back to the past. He's like, we just started with space travel where I came from. What the fuck is all this? We <laughs> a long time this? ago. <laughs> it's like Colonel Taylor, but in reverse. <laughs> um, Colonel Taylor. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's deep cuts back to the early 70s right there. Yeah, baby. Um, they didn't have a Taylor in those new Planet of the Apes movies, did they? No, no. I mean, they're basically the new Apes movies, the the ones that uh, the Matt Reeves did. Um, yeah, they. Well, actually, no. They reference Colonel Taylor and his mission in the first one with with uh, James Franco. They have a whole thing where, like, the Andromeda or whatever the name of the ship was has uh, has gone off signal, has been lost in space. We may never see Colonel Taylor again, and then that's it. Like, it just fucking spins off that way so it connects now the apes movies are owned by disney now right yeah part of fox when do you think we get to see another apes movie i know they're making another one they um, are they are mm -hmm. yeah with what's his name uh no it's not matt Reeves anymore it's not nope. Andy circus anymore um i think it's i think they want to leave the caesar story behind 
And uh, it's like, there's got to be more ape stories. There's a whole fucking ape world. I think it's um, called Kingdom, right? Kingdom of the yeah, Planet I think of so. the Apes. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes? I mean, mm. it's a little, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Kingdom of the Apes works just fine. You know, I mean, at that point, you don't really need the planet of part, but I guess that's a big part of their franchise and shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember pitching on that um, at this point now, like four years ago, I think. Um, and I pitched a version that was mostly set in Vegas. I was like, I want to see what happens when fucking apes take over, when whatever zoo they had in Vegas gets taken over. And then, you know, all the people die. And so the ape, this ape stronghold is actually the Vegas Strip. It's like, that's fun. It's just like, are the worst vices of man the same as they are for apes? Mm. Look, be an apey tonight. A <laughs> um, name is Zira. She was a showgirl. <laughs> Doubt Barisha says Marvel just announced a new apes comic book. So clearly... Yeah. The way is being paved. I mean, just in a world of like, you know, IP coming back and coming back. Seems weird that we haven't had an Apes movie in a minute. Yeah. Everything old is new again. Uh, Michael Morales in chat is asking, can we have a pony show during Clerks Open All Night? No. Clerks Open All Night happens on March 10th, kids, at Smod Castle Cinemas. And uh, we're going to watch Clerks, Clerks 2, and Clerks 3 between... uh, midnight and 6 a.m. in the morning and shit. It's going to be a good time. People are going to be there in their pajamas. It's going to be a pajama party. Wow. That sounds fun. Come on out March 15th to the 17th for the Ides of Mark. We're showing uh, Dune, David Lynch's Dune. We're showing Streets of Fire. We're showing Flash Gordon. And then right after that, we're going to be doing the very first Fat Man Beyond. At uh, Smog Castle Cinemas. Yeah, the first one on the East Coast. We've never so, done a right. We've man. never done it before. Yeah. Um, tickets at SmogCastleCinemas.com, kids. Uh, don't forget, Saturday night, March 4th, if you're anywhere near New York City, Cinema Village, Wrong Reasons, Josh Roush ends his tour right there at Cinema Village, man. Uh, 11 o'clock show. Tickets are like five bucks. What do you, how can you not go? For five bucks, you should buy a ticket, regardless of whether you're going or not. (laughs) Just for the good of mankind. Yeah, heavens, man. Support DIY film, for heaven's sakes. Uh, If you're going to be in the Detroit area on uh, Saturday, I will be there for uh, Astronomicon with the Mm. entire Clerks world. Lots of Clerkses, lots of mall ratses are going to be there. Jason Lee, Joey Lauren Adams, Jason Mews, Kevin Smith. Harley Quinn Smith, uh, Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson. Oh, the list goes on. Uh, it's taking place at Burton Manor. Yeah. March 3rd through the 5th. I'm only there on Saturday because on Sunday, I'll be at Smod Castle Cinema showing Fat Man Beyond film series, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Look at that fucking Dark Nate art, man. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Damn beautiful. He always does such a nice job on our artwork. Tickets so at smartcastlecinemas.com. And Mark Bernardin is uh-huh. going to be at Jay and Silly Bob's Secret Stash, a 26-year-old brick-and-mortar comic book store in Red Bank, New Jersey, uh, doing a signing for his book, Adora in the Distance, as well as anything else he's ever worked on, man. 
Indeed. You want to fan out about Quantumania? Well, don't go to fucking Chainsaw Bob Secret Stash. Come on now. Let's shit on it together. <laughs> uh, Victor Venn Diagram in chat wanted to know if I was planning to show Splinter at Kevin's Theater. What a great question. I was going to ask you that earlier. Can you not because of the uh, thing? I mean, I don't know what I can or cannot do, and I can't promise that anything will or will not happen if one buys tickets to Fat Man Beyond on that Friday night. Ooh, well teased. I mean, you know, I, I mean, we'll all be there, but I don't know. Well teased. It could be that we're all going to be watching a little bit of Splinter action, maybe. Could happen, you know. Splinter of Splinter, if you will. What's the running time down to now? Um, we're at 15 minutes, including credits. Fucking I. Look at that. Mark wanted to make a movie by the time he was 15. He did it. We did it, you guys. We all did it. There it is, man. Yeah, with everybody's help. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Banff, man, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, Yeah, and I don't know. I'll just talk about it, because why not? Um, We are teaming up with uh, the LA Phil again to do a lot of really, really cool stuff this summer. But on April 25th, they are showing... Let me make sure I can... I think I can talk about this. Let me make sure I can talk about this uh, before I ruin something and ruin a really good partnership. Uh, I think I can. Yes. Okay, great. At the Walt Disney Concert Hall, we did it for Home Alone um, back in December. They're going to be showing Psycho with uh, live orchestra. And I... Scum and Villainy will be there. Yeah. Um, so we will be there. I, I'm gonna. We'll be. We've got a promo code coming. I don't think it's that ready yet. Uh, but we'll be there. Um, doing red wine tasting, Skywalker Pinot Noir tasting, and uh horror movie trivia for fabulous prizes. I will be hosting that with uh one of my friends because I don't know anything about scary movies. So. <laughs> nice so that's i think that's all i've got that's all we've got what about you mark uh i got i got nothing to plug or promote other than all the things you've already plugged and promoted um yeah i think that's it i think that's it oh if you if you wanted to watch um carnival row season two it is it is currently on amazon's um i worked on a version of that show um, the version that's currently on, on Amazon is, I don't think the version that I worked on, but much as such is the way of television these days where, uh, sometimes you could, you could spend half a year working on a thing and not recognize any of it. Not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. Just, I don't know what it is now, but if you want to check it out, go for it. Um, and you should also, if you're a Star Trek fan at all, um, watch Picard, uh, the third and final season of Picard, Star Trek Picard. Um, I had nothing to do with it other than just being a fan of it. And so far it is the the next generation sort of uh, mounting up of the old guys that you always kind of wanted. So enjoy. I am. Victor Venn Diagram in chat asked JC, can you post a link for tickets to the thing you talked about? He said, I am interested in that. Well, Victor, are you also interested in Hollywood Babylon, March 18th at Flappers Comedy <laughs> Club? Tickets at flapperscomedyclub.com. Uh, I will be back in Los Angeles on the 18th for some of that. But prior to that, it's all East Coast action, man. 
<laughs> Mask of the Phantasm, March 5th. Uh, even the day before that, uh, Wrong Reasons finishes up its tour at Cinema Village in New York. Tickets at finecatodin.com. Uh, tickets for the Ides of Mark, which runs from March 15th to March 17th. Tickets at smycastlecinemas.com. Mark going to be signing at Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash on March 18th. No tickets. Just show up and bring some shit. Whip out your dick. He'll sign it. You just got to oh, stretch yeah. it. He won't stretch it. No. He'll stretch it. You get a friend a, if you need. He'll hold the pen like way high up so he doesn't <laughs> get even close to your shit. Like, you know, most people hold shit like that, but that put it real close. So he's going to be signing like this if you whip your dick out. Yeah. <laughs> Adora, he'll sign that normal style. <laughs> I, will, I won't stab sign your dick if you don't want to. <laughs> hold your fucking dick steady. Uh, Davy Sock Rocker, what a great name, said, don't have this long of gaps in Fat Man Beyond. It was hard to deal with. Uh, that'd be my bad. I was, uh, I was uh, gone for a month, kids. And one day, perhaps I'll talk about it. But right now, I'm back. That's all that matters. And here we are having a good ass time. Uh, NWR, NDRWLBR says, Kevin, you look so good. You look so good, man. Looking healthy. My thank you. Feeling healthy. What was the line from fucking Trading Places? Looking good. <laughs> Looking good, Lewis. Feeling good. <laughs> Feeling good, Billy Ray. Really Every well. witch can but loose. Have you watched. Um, you people on Netflix, the Eddie Murphy. Uh, no, is it any good? I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm currently too busy watching. Um, the fuck is the name of this thing? Hold on, I gotta find it. I'm it's watching Your Honor. Have you seen Your Honor this season? No, or any season? Good. It's Showtime show. Holy shit! They did a show. It was like two years ago. They ran it, and it was fucking astounding. I was like, the ending is is just such a fucking satisfying yet heartbreaking conclusion and shit and i never imagined that they would do a season two i was like this is a complete fucking story and they found a way to do a season two man it's it's been fucking really good brian cranston is so fantastic and the whole cast is great what's that dude's name michael stolberg or Stolberg? yeah oh he's great oh i fucking love that guy and everything and he plays a fucking mobster in this and he's like one of the least mobster dudes like in every other movie you've ever seen but fuck is he good in this man whole cast is great mm. that shows that shows the truth man go check out your honor on showtime yeah i've been i i i fell off of the yellow jackets wagon the first go round. so now i'm i'm finally finishing season one in Isn't advance a- of season two isn't that a great show? A fucking killer cast. And I just saw the trailer for season two's coming up. Just just in time. I'm getting under the wire. But don't forget, tonight, kids, uh, it's The Mandalorian is back. Mando! That's right. We're going to see fucking dudes in armor flying and not taking their helmets off or paying the price for taking their helmets off. Indeed. It, it'll be Spot the Pedro. See if you can find the, the one time he's on that set. J.A.T. Bug says, Kevin quit smoking weed because he is on probation now for carrying on a plane. No. I never got in trouble for weed, man. Like, I got pulled over a few times, and they found weed in the car, and they're like, get out of here, Silent Bob. So, <laughs> Like, cool. I never got arrested for carrying weed. I'm a white man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> it's my privilege showing. <laughs> I didn't think I was white. I just thought I was a quasi celebrity, but <laughs> did, did I ever tell the story about when I got pulled over? I got no. pulled over coming down Highland and I was making a right onto the street to like go up and over the hill to your house. And uh, cause I guess there's no right turn during morning rush hour. And I got pulled over and the cop came up and he's like, you know, there's no right turn. He's like, you know, your windows are illegally tinted. And I have like a Dodge Challenger with like blacked out windows. Like I, I am the car that everybody wants, every cop wants to pull over. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to my boss's house for a video shoot. And the guy's like, I was like, Kevin Smith. He's like, yeah, right. And then Muse drives by right at that moment, stops right behind the car, rolls down the window and goes, ha ha, you're going to be late to work, sucker. And sped (laughs) off. The cop looked at Jay of Jay and Silent Bob (laughs) and looked at me and just goes, okay, you can go. And he didn't give me a ticket. (laughs) Such privilege. (laughs) Uh, The the, the tangential effects of proximity to fame. Um, uh, the, some people are saying, Hey man, what happened? Uh, I can't find tickets to, uh, the Ides of Mark. It's modcastlecinemas.com. If it's not up tonight, it'll be up tomorrow morning. Uh, JD, our web guy was, we hit him very late and stuff. We just got him the finished artwork, which we had to switch around, but, uh, don't worry. Those tickets will be up there. You could hit it tomorrow. Don't quit it. Hit it. Get your tickets for the Ides of Mark. Heavens. We'll have so much fun. Uh, are we done? We should I think be we're done. done. We're out uh, of show. There it is, kids. We're out of show. We gave you all the show we can. That's all the shows I can stand because I can't stand no more to borrow from Popeye. Do the right thing. Do the right Kang, says Christopher Morris. Do the right Kang. Oh my God, that fucking rocks. I got it. I'm gone. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, don't forget to patronize uh, Banff Man's Bar, Scum and Villainy Cantina. Mm. I may Don't be in there tomorrow night, just because. Who, you? Me. You're I'm going to withdrawal from not being in fucking Scum and Villainy for the last six months. So you're just going to sit in a booth and drink alone and shit? I'm just going to get me some fucking tater tots and uh, Wakanda <laughs> forever and see what happens. <laughs> I'll be hosting. I'm hosting yeah. trivia tomorrow. So come see oh, is Mark that right? and is I. Tri- is trivia night? Mm-hmm. Fucking love that, man. Um, well, there it is, kids. There's your fat man beyond for this week. Uh, we'll be getting back into a fairly regular schedule. Hell yeah. So don't you worry about what the what is on my mustache? Have I is been it, doing a show with fucking shit on my mustache the whole time? I just thought it was the sparkle of lavender. It could very well be. Let's find out. <laughs> I think it is. Oh my god. Kids, this is just straight up Bulgarian lavender, man. I bought it on the streets for $100 a bottle. Did I pay too much? I don't give a fuck. Do they make the good lavender in Bulgaria? <laughs> That's where the best lavender comes from, apparently. Um, yeah, man. I feel calm because lavender. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I got this great Himalayan sea salt. Like, all salt is sea salt, you guys. <laughs> It's rich from. Yeah, but the only, the, the only fucking lavender in the world comes from Bulgaria. Like, no, that's not true. <laughs> three, four-syllable word they put in front of lavender to make you pay more at Whole Foods. And it worked. Yeah. 
they stopped making shitty Russian cars and now they just export lavender. So calming. Excellent. So calming. Uh, there it is, my friends. Uh, give it up for uh, the guy who's in the other box without whom uh, there is no fucking show, Mr. Mark Bernardin. Thank you, sir. Always good to have you back. Uh, give it up for Banff Man, without without whom really there is no show. Me and Mark oh. just talking to each other on fucking <laughs> iChat or some such shit. <laughs> we're, we're just having a Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we're just zooming at each other. Who's Zooming who? It'd be me and Mark. Thank God, uh, JC, make sure that we're all fucking seen. And uh, lot, Somebody said you look like Jim Jeffries tonight. <laughs> nice. Yeah, not a deep cut, but a good cut. No, it'll work. Um, emo alfalfa may win the evening, though. Although it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's hardly emo. Cool Ed Grimley. Cool Ed Grimley may be the winner. Uh, don't forget, like Mark said, go see Quantumania. <laughs> <laughs> Please. They need all the help they can get. Yeah, those <laughs> movies. Those independent films, boy, they can really use your help. Uh, and there it is, folks. There's your Fat Man Beyond for this week. Uh, for Fat Man Beyond, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Tune in next time. Same fat time. Same fat channel. Smodcast.com or YouTube.com slash Kevin Smith. Jeff's a kiss, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, kids. This has been a Smodco Internet production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>